Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Do you have certain family members or friends who are away from the Catholic Church, people who don't know Christ in that personal way and a deep friendship with Him, or maybe they're not living out their Catholic faith as fully as they should? Maybe they've rejected their Catholic faith. Maybe they're really lost in life. That could be a source of great grief when we have loved ones who don't live out their Catholic faith. And what can we do in those situations? I hear from many young people who are on fire with their faith. They go through a conversion. They rediscover how beautiful Catholicism is, and they want to share with others, but they're not sure how. And they'll ask me, you know, I've got a sibling, a brother, the sister who's, who, who is not convinced of Catholicism. How can I share my faith with them in a winsome way? Or I have a friend or a roommate or a co-worker. How can I be a better witness to the Catholic faith? Or sometimes I hear from young people, they're worried about their parents. Yeah, they, they have a parent who maybe is Catholic, but just maybe Catholic in name. They're not really that convinced of the Catholic faith. And and, and they're wondering, you know, my, my parents think I've gone like uh, crazy. I've become a religious freak. How can I be a faithful witness to them? How can I help them grow in their faith? I want them to know what I've discovered in Jesus Christ. Uh, I hear from many parents, especially many parents who grieve when their children turn away from Catholicism, when their children start following the ways of the world, when their grandchildren may grow up without having a, a religious uh, education and, and, and the sacraments, and, and they worry about that. What can we do to, to share our faith again with our children and bring them back? I hear from many adults that talk about their spouses, that they have a spouse who maybe isn't Catholic at all, or maybe was Catholic, but again, they're not practicing that fully. It's not that important to them, and that could be a source of great grief. What do we do in these situations? Well, this is the week. This is the week to think about this and put some things in the practice. You know why? Because in this week, the Catholic Church celebrates the feast of a great saint that you can relate to, that you and I can relate to with all those loved ones that are, are not living out their Catholic faith. Who's that saint? It's Saint Monica, the mother of Saint Augustine. You may know the story of Monica. Monica was married to a man who was not Catholic. And not only was he not Catholic, he had a lot of problems and sin and anger, and it was a very tense marriage. And yet, Monica found a way to win her husband's heart for the Lord, and he converts in the end. We're going to talk about that story. We're going to talk about her relationship, of course, with her son, Augustine. You may know that one, Augustine, who rejects his Catholic faith, lives a very wayward life for so many years, uh, and there were so many tears shed by Monica over her son, and yet, in the end, Augustine converts to Catholicism. What happened? What can Monica teach us? What examples and practical tips can she offer from her life? That's what we're going to get into this week. We're going to look practically. What can we do to be a better witness to those we love, to bring them back to the Catholic faith? And what we're going to get into here, I'm so excited because I've had so many listeners over the last few months recommend I do this kind of a topic, and I thought this was the perfect week to do it in the week of the Feast of St. Monica. But I want to warn you, you. I want to warn you, what we're going to get into might surprise you. It might not be exactly what you you would be wanting to hear. You know, sometimes I'll meet a parent at a conference. I'll say, tell me, what should I say to my son? Or what book should I give my son? And we'll think that like, that's going to be like some quick fix. If I just get them to listen to this talk or read this book, that somehow that's going to solve all the problems. What we're going to see is that we, too often we focus on trying to change our friend or change our child, uh, change that family member. And what we really want to make sure we put the focus on first is changing our own hearts and our approaches. 
And if we are willing to make the sacrifices Jesus is calling us to make, to change our approaches, change our hearts, we'll see that he'll use that spiritual transformation in our hearts to bring blessing to the people in our lives. That's the stuff that Jesus will use to bring conversion to the people in our lives, if we're willing to be heroically faithful in this way. That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. But first, my friends, i got to ask your prayers for the Sri family. We, we hit a big milestone in our family life this week. I just got back from Kansas, where Beth and I were dropping off our firstborn child for college. Uh, this is the first time we've done this. So our, our eldest daughter, Madeline, she's off to Benedictine College, and we're so thrilled for her. It's a, it's a wonderful school. I used to teach there for nine years. I have many good friends on the faculty and in the administration and the student life there, and many friends in the town. It's a wonderful place. It's going to be awesome for her. But it was really hard <laughs> to say goodbye. I knew it was going to be hard, and 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 yet I had no idea how hard it was going to be. Uh, and so I, I, I miss you, Madeline, if you're listening. Mom and Dad love you, uh, and you can pray for us. We're so thrilled for you, for her. But if you all could pray for the Sri family in this in this big moment of transition for us, we would greatly greatly appreciate it. I also want to give a shout out. To all of the many people who completed the survey on my website, edwardsree.com slash podcast. Uh, there's a survey on there where I've been requesting feedback about the podcast, ideas uh, that we want to put into into place in this next in the next few months. Is where there are gonna be many exciting new developments, and I really need your help. I need to hear from you and what you like and what you'd like to see happen in the podcast. Help me shape this as these new developments unfold in the next few months. Uh, I'd really love to hear from you. So go Go to edwardsreet.com slash podcast if you haven't had a chance to do that. And here's the good news for you. If you complete the survey, you have a chance to win a free signed book of mine. We're doing a giveaway. We're going to give away a free signed book. There'll be three chances to win a free signed book. And there's going to be a grand, pl- a grand prize on top of that. We're going to give away a USB drive that has nine of my talks, nine of my talks like Into His Likeness, Men, Women, The Mystery of Love, The Realities of Marriage, talks like Who Am I to judge, a biblical walk through the mass, walking with Mary, praying the rosary like never before. So a number of great talks, nine of them, all on this one USB drive. You can carry it in your pocket. You can put it in your computer. You can plug it into your your car. Really easy to transport with you and listen anywhere. Uh, you get a chance to win that. That's the grand prize of for this giveaway. So again, please go to my website, edwardsreecom slash podcast. It'll just take a few minutes of your life to just complete the survey. I would greatly appreciate it. If you've been blessed by this podcast, if you like listening each week, I really want to hear from you. Please let me know your thoughts. Just a few minutes at edwards3.com slash podcast. Complete the survey there. Now, let's return to the saint of this week and what we can learn from her, Saint Monica. Uh, I think many people know the story about Augustine, but not as many people know about her and her marriage to a man named Patricius. Patricius was a Roman pagan. And not only was he not Catholic, not only was he from the pagan background, he had a violent temper. Some people suggest that he was known for some moments of verbal abuse, maybe even physical abuse. Uh, certainly, I read one article said he kind of had a Jekyll and Hyde personality. He could be very uh, grateful for his wife, very thankful, very affectionate, and then all of a sudden just really give in to anger and frustration and a violent temper. But one of the biggest things he struggled with was purity. He struggled with sexual sin. He struggled with adultery. 
even being unfaithful to his wife. That's why he's a great patron saint for those who have been in marriages where they've had a spouse be unfaithful. Uh, or not, not him, but, but for Amonica is a great, is a great, uh, a great patron saint. So think about this marriage situation. Here's Monica who, who becomes on fire. She, she's lit on fire with her Catholic faith. But she's got this very difficult situation with her non-Catholic husband, who's also got a lot of problems. It's not just that he's not Catholic. He's also got a lot of vice in his life, violent temper, struggling with purity. And just the way she lived in some ways annoyed him. You know, she her, her devotion to purity, her commitment to prayer, her commitment to serve others and give alms to the poor sometimes would frustrate him. But at the same time, we know that he also deeply respected her. He respected her example, her kindness, her patience. And eventually, toward the end of his life, he converts to the Catholic faith. He's baptized. And the last few months of their, their life together uh, was, was, a, was a marriage that lived in peace. Uh, and so the last few months before he died, they had a peaceful marriage. So that gives us hope. If you know someone that's going through a difficult situation in their marriage, you know someone that, that's going through, you know, whether it's a young person or someone's been married for many, many years, whatever the case may be, turn to St. Monica. She's a great saint to ask the intercession from because she experienced great troubles in her own marriage, but found great peace and conversion in her husband in the end. But let's talk about her son, too. That's another part of the story. And then we'll get to the six practical points I want to leave you with here. But her, her son, Augustine, lived a very wild life. He was baptized, but didn't live out his Catholic faith. He later rejected it. He followed some kind of more non-Catholic philosophies and lived a life like his father. He gave in to lust. He gave in to unchaste living. And he's living this wild life in his, his young adult years. And he tells his mom that he wants to go to Rome. Now, they're living in North Africa, and to the idea of going to Rome would just make Monica's heart sink. That would be like a teenager today, maybe some kid in, that's 19 years old, having a lot of trouble, drinking a lot, gambling a lot, maybe you know loose living with women all the time. And, and then all of a sudden, the son says, hey, mom, I'm thinking of moving to Las Vegas. <laughs> that would make a mother's heart sink. No, don't go to the, the city of Las Vegas. There's so many more temptations there. That's what it would have been like for Monica to hear her son say he wants to go to Rome. And she pleads with him, please, no, don't go there, don't go there. And finally he says, okay, all right, I won't go. And then he goes to bed that night, and in the middle of the night, sneaks out of the house, gets on a ship, and travels to Rome without even saying goodbye to his mother. <laughs> so that's the kind of uh, relationship Monica had with her son. It was, it was tense. It brought her great pain and heartache. Uh, Augustine goes off to Rome, and he has, you know, according to the world standards, a very successful career. He uh, is making a lot of money, getting a lot of fame, rising up in, in, in notoriety. He's having a lot of fun, a lot of social life. He's definitely has uh, giving, continues to give in to his sexual sin. Well, we know the end of the story, though. The mother eventually goes to Italy, finds him, and there's a decisive turning point in Augustine's life when he meets this bishop 
in Milan, a bishop by the name of Ambrose. And Ambrose was one of the smartest men he had ever met. And Amb- uh, Augustine was so shocked that there was a Christian, this Catholic bishop, who was so smart, so full of wisdom, could answer all of his questions, that Augustine really respected him and eventually starts to see the truth of the Catholic faith and then eventually converts to Catholicism. So that's a little background on Monica's life, but I want to draw out six practical points for you. Six things that you can put into practice based on Monica's life for your friend or your sibling or your parent or your child or your grandchild that that you are are grieving does not know the fullness of the Catholic faith, is not living it out. How can we do this? Six things. First of all, first point we can learn from Monica's life. Do not underestimate the power of your example. Don't don't underestimate the power of your example. St. Paul VI said, modern man listens more to witnesses than to teachers. And if he listens to teachers, it's because they're witnesses first. What does he mean by this? That modern man, that we don't we don't want to just listen to somebody telling us what to do. We 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 are more moved by people who are living heroic lives and their example, their witness. Like Mother Teresa was not the most eloquent speaker. You know, she you know she didn't publish tons of books and give lots of great lectures at big Catholic conferences. That wasn't her thing. She just lived a heroic life and served the poor. And then people wanted to listen to her because of the way she lived. That's what Monica did. Monica, by her example, by being very patient with her husband, by being kind to her husband, even when her husband was not kind to her, even when her husband would get angry and lose his temper with her and maybe even be abusive with her. Uh, even when her husband was not faithful in purity with her. So this example of her patience and kindness and faithfulness eventually inspired her husband, who gave her his life to Christ that was the source of Monica's great example. You know, too often we focus on being teachers. We want to, you know, be the constant teacher to our kids and just say, hey, remember this, do this, don't do this. <laughs> we want to be the constant teacher to our friends. Read this. Don't you know this apologetic verse? This is why we believe in the Eucharist, John 6. And, and we just think that that if we just give enough truth, enough, up, enough apologetics, that that's what's going to win people's hearts. And we need to do apologetics. We need to answer people's questions. But we've got to live a heroic life. It's people's witness that will speak louder than any apologetic book or article or blog or YouTube video uh, may pierce through. Don't underestimate the power of your example. Secondly, patience. I love this about Monica, you know, her great patience with, with her husband. You know, many times when we have someone who's living not according to the faith. Sometimes they can be hostile to the faith. Sometimes they'll just want to argue with us and disprove us or try to justify the way they're living or why they don't go to church or why they think the Catholic Church is judgmental and intolerant. We should be able to just say everyone should be able to do whatever they want. We have to be very patient in those situations, especially when it's family relationships. Don't snap back. Don't try to jump into the argument and feel like you have to defend everything. Uh, definitely avoid a judgmental spirit, any type of critique. And we don't we'll always want to avoid a condescending kind of I know it all tone. We got to be so careful. We got to be so gentle, so humble, so patient. There's oftentimes a lot of emotions that are involved in these kind of conversations about faith life and morality. 
And we just got to be careful. We don't get get defensive and, and we just are reacting all the time. Monica, when her husband, no doubt, could not control those emotions, right? He was a man of a violent temper. Uh, she would remain very calm and very patient. And it was that patience over time and her loving example that pierced through his hard heart. So let's always remember, don't underestimate the power of your example. Secondly, always be patient. Don't get rea- don't get reactionary and defensive. But thirdly, persevere in prayer. That's one thing Monica is known for. She prayed for about 17 years for her husband. I mean, there's some people that are so worried about their loved ones and family members, but they maybe haven't even prayed 17 days or 17 hours, maybe not even 17 minutes of real prayer for their their loved one. Uh, Monica prayed 17 years. (laughs) So it it may take a long time. You may not see fruit for over a decade or two. Uh, but remember Monica's example, you're, pro- you're playing for the long haul. You're playing for the long-term victory, not just right there in the moment. Uh, and so persevering in prayer is important. Same thing for her son, Augustine. She prayed for her son for about 30 years before his conversion. So keep praying for that loved one, that friend, that sibling, that child. Never give up on prayer. Monica didn't. Fourth point, Monica's tears. You know, when we have a loved one, especially when they're very dear to us and we see them so lost, we see them unhappy, or we just see them, you know, having rejected the faith that's so important for our lives, it, it causes us pain. It makes us grieve. We might even cry over the, the, the fact that they don't live in deep friendship with Jesus Christ. That can be an incredible sacrifice. Don't waste it. When you feel that pain, when those tears come into your eyes, when you stop into the chapel and you're praying for your son or you're praying for that friend and, and, and you feel how, how sorrowful you are, go and offer that up. Say, Jesus, I offer up this pain for them. It hurts when those we love are lost and unhappy. It hurts when they reject their faith. It really hurts when they're angry with us or they don't understand us and they think, yeah, mom's crazy or my my, my sister just went super religious, you know, and, and they, they think we're freaks. They don't understand why we're open to having lots of kids and we don't use contraception. They, they, they wonder, why do you have to go to church every day? Isn't Sunday enough for you Christians? And they just think we're crazy. And that could really hurt when you experience that hurt, when you experience the jab that they throw at us, offer it up. Turn to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I offer this up to you. Especially at Mass, when we go to the sacrifice of the Mass, unite it with Jesus' sacrifice. Don't waste those opportunities. You can even use those hurts to turn them into spiritual seeds that may grow in your loved one's life. I'm going to give a fifth point now. So, so far, what have we looked at? We've looked at don't underestimate the power of your example. Make sure you're always very patient. Don't react. Don't get defensive. Don't get angry. Thirdly, persevere in prayer. Fourthly, remember Monica's tears. Offer up the pain that you may experience for your loved one being away, your loved one not understanding your your faith. Then fifth, I I, want to share with you a beautiful quote from that's often attributed to St. Ambrose. And I got to be honest, we haven't been able to confirm the source of this. So it might just be a lower T traditional kind of quote here. But whatever the case may be, What's often attributed to Ambrose does contain a beautiful lesson for us. Uh, It's often said that Ambrose told Monica this. When Monica came to him and said, Ambrose, you need to talk to my son about Augustine, talk to my son Augustine about God, you know, teach him about God. And 
Ambrose replied, Monica, it's time you talk to Augustine a little less about God. And it's time you talk to God a little less, a little more about Augustine. <laughs> I'm going to repeat that again. It's time you talk to Augustine a little less about God. And it's time you talk to God a little more about Augustine. In other words, you're often, sometimes we could just always be the one always talking to that loved one about the faith. We're always passing on a book or here's this CD or here's this blog or here, you know, and we're just always talking to our friend or our child about the faith. And Ambrose in this quote is wisely, wisely saying, you know, maybe it's better that we talk to just God more about that person, that we pray more, especially when it's a family member. I mean, when you're trying to evangelize your brother or your sister, they're like, you know, we knew you when you were eight and we remember what you did when you were 13 and you're trying to evangelize us. Come on, <laughs> you know, and, and there's, there's just so many awkward dynamics in family. It doesn't mean you can't do it. You have a responsibility. God puts these people in your life. And so you need to pray and fast and sacrifice for them. But you might want to be very careful in how you go about talking about the faith with them. Uh, and I think that's true, especially if you're evangelizing a parent or you're evangelizing one of your own kids. Maybe it's time you talk to them a little less about God and talk to God a little more about them. Don't take that as an excuse to not talk to them about them about God at all. But we might want to recalibrate and not be the one always trying to hand things on to them, constantly badgering them about their faith. Uh, last point. Last point I would say is pray for an Ambrose. This is the sixth point. Pray for an Ambrose. What do I mean by that? That again, many times, especially in family relationships, you're the one that you're too close to them. Have you ever experienced this? Like where you're 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 trying to tell your spouse something. Like my wife will kid me, this uh, joke with me about this all the time. She's trying to tell me, "Hey Ted, you should do this. You should do this." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, whatever, maybe, maybe." And then all of a sudden, a friend of mine will say, "Hey Ted, you should think about doing this." And I'm like, "Oh, that's a great idea." And my wife's like, "I've been telling you this for several months." <laughs> you know, many times family members, when you hear it from them, it doesn't sink in as well for whatever reason, um, pray for an Ambrose, pray for an outsider to come in and, and speak in to your loved one's life. It's a wonderful thing to do. You pray that, that, you know, if it's a child that God will bring an Ambrose, you know, into their life, into the workplace or in their parish or in, in their school, whatever it is, you pray that God will bring someone else that could be that living witness to them in a way that maybe you can't, uh, wonderful thing to do. Pray for that to happen because sometimes that person from the outside can can pierce through in a way that we can't because we're just too close. So those are a couple of practical insights, things we could take away from Monica's life on how we can be a better witness and, and help bring the people we love closer to the Catholic faith. I want to remind you, please, please go to my website and complete that survey. If you haven't a chance to do that, it will really mean a lot to me to help me shape the podcast as we move forward in the next few months and exciting new enhancements we have. Uh, you can go to edwardstreet.com slash podcast and you'll find the survey right there, edwardstreet.com slash podcast. And remember, we got the giveaway, three free signed books and one USB drive with nine free talks on it right there as well. Thanks so much for listening, my friends. As always, you can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you can reach me at edwardsree.com. God bless you.